like the football player example I use. 12 weeks, 16 weeks out of game one, week one of the new NFL season, and he's fat, low, weak, small, and out of shape. That guy's not just going to the gym to get his exercise session in. He's not just going to work out today. Hey, hey guys, right. let's go work out. Dude's got to train. Like, he has right. to train. And he's got a oh. program that has an expected outcome if he executes it really well. And that expected outcome is in shape, strong, fast, badass, beefy, lean, muscular, ready to go, week one, game one, right? That's the outcome from the training. He's not just randomly working out. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main F's in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ladine, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, Get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. Okay, so I am back today with my husband and training and nutrition guru. I know you don't like that word, but I got to use it. Um, Eric Ladine is here in the house. And the timing of this is really good because we have an annual group that we host and it only opens up four times a year. So I'm going to just full disclosure here. I am, I'm sharing this because of the timing of this group and enrollment, because, you know, with that, I get a lot of questions, especially over on Instagram where people, one, they don't know that I am a physique transformation coach, but two, they ask me how they can get shoulders like mine or how they look more like they train. And so it started to make me think about, all the years that I've been training now and how it really wasn't until the last seven years that I started to look like I trained. And this is coming from being a personal trainer. I mean, I have to admit that I was a personal trainer for years before this and still didn't look like I trained. And, um, you know, I work hard. Anybody that knows me, I used to do triathlons. I was the boot camp person for the Navy. Like I did all things. And I still didn't look like I trained. So today I wanted Eric to come on here because I cannot take credit for <laughs> the physique development that I have got over these last seven years. Yes, I've put in the work, but it's been due to the things that Eric is going to share here on the podcast today. For those of you that want to look like you train, because most of us are making these mistakes and so you're going to walk away today, at least knowing these things. And then, hey, it might make you even think, I maybe want to sign up for this school of training slash look like you train program, because it is by far our most cost effective way to get in, you know, a group with us because we've always been one-to-one -one coaching. And so I'm excited to share it. So welcome back. Hello. hello. So. I know we're going to go through these today and I, I'm excited for it because I think a lot of people, you know, they go to the gym. You know, I, I hope if you're listening, I mean, I, I try to figure out the avatar here on Amy Ladine, you're high performer or you're trying to be, you're trying to be your best self. You know, 
listen to me talk about, you know, physique, it is kind of the metaphor of how we're feeling about ourselves and what we're doing to get there. And so a lot of you are probably chasing looking your best. And I hope you're regularly attending the gym, even just for the exercise benefits, which we'll talk about, but you probably want to actually get something out of it, right? So Eric, let's start right off the bat. What is the number one thing you think that people make the mistake with why they're not looking like they train? Well, before I answer that, just to piggyback on what you were just saying, um, that's why I like that phrase, you know, look like I train, because you can interpret that any way you want. It's open to interpretation. For some person, it's going to look more muscular than it is for another person. It's going to look leaner. It's going to not look leaner. It's going to look different. And the whole point is that the outcome is your own personal choice. But the common understanding is that you have to train to get there. Like, which means to get to that look, that varying, that whatever that body or that look is that you're happy with, it does require some muscle and you need to, you need, you need to build it. Right. So right. that's why it's not like a, it's not a, uh, a locked in type of phrase where you're, 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 you're put into this, this one type of, um, look and you get to choose it. And that, that phrase is open to interpretation. So. So that's why I like that phrase, look like you train. Right. You got you to gotta lift weights to get there, right? So that means there's an optimal way to lift weights. There's an optimal way to get results from the time that you're, like you said, already putting in from a lifestyle standpoint, from a daily workout type stand, standpoint. If you're lifting weights, then you're, op- then you're obviously doing so. Hopefully, it would make sense to me that you're lifting weights to build muscle, to get stronger. Otherwise, why do it? Right, right. Right. So I would say the first, reason a person doesn't make more progress in the gym, especially after those beginner gains that everybody makes, is just the fundamental understanding that there's a difference between working out or exercising, that lifestyle type of daily workout and training. They're two very different things, both in terms of what you do in the gym and how you approach it. So I always say you can work out every day for the rest of your life and really not make much change. You can really not make much physique change in the direction of a of a goal that you have right? Like I have a goal right. to have more muscle. I have a goal to, to look better from this endeavor. You can do that every day, go to the gym and it'd be healthy and good for you, right? It's great. It's, it's just good for you. It's stress relief. It's uh, it keeps you more fit and more cardiovascularly healthy, so on and so forth, stronger. But the goal of a, of a look better type of goal, you can totally miss it and still be there consistently. Right. right? You can even be lifting weight and assume that just because you're consistent, that's enough. Well, and that was me. I mean, you know, I, I, I taught boot camps and then I also trained on my own when I hired you. I will, I'm sure we'll learn some of the mistakes I was making, but I was going in there. I was going ham on the training. Yeah, you worked you know, hard. I you was, liked the hard work. Yeah, I, I worked hard, but I also was not seeing it like you just said from like this, you know, training. I, I, I was exercising. You know, and 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 hence me like looking in different magazines and printing out things and doing that, you know, big, big difference. And I think when you finally tried to really ingrain in me that, you know, you need to train like an athlete, like you really need to go in there with like structure to it, which also changed everything in my mindset, that that's a lot for me. Well, if you're after an outcome and that outcome is more muscle, more development, a bigger butt, bigger shoulders whatever that may be, you're, it doesn't have by accident, right? right? Like you don't get awesome at something by accident and if training, training, even the word training implies getting better. 
Right. I heard from where I am right now. Working out is very situational. It's very today. It's good for you. No, no, you know, no, no dog on that. Training accomplishes that too. But it like the football player example I use. 12 weeks, 16 weeks out of out of game one, week one of uh, the new the new NFL season, and he's fat, low, weak, small, and out of shape. That guy's not just going to the gym to get his exercise session in. He's not just going to work out today. Hey, hey guys, right. let's go work out. Dude's got to train. Like he has right. to train. And he's got a oh. program that, that has an expected outcome if he executes it really well. And that expected outcome is in shape, strong, fast, badass, beefy, lean, muscular, ready to go, week one, game one. Right? That's the outcome from the training. He's not just randomly working out. So one, this the mindset of training versus working out. Working out is very directionless as well. It's like I get client applications. They go to the gym and they're doing stuff. They're working out, but it's there's no direction, right? There's no programming, right? right. So and then we can get into a whole subject of degrees of programming. It's not just three sets of ten, you know, X, Y, and Z. We're, that's not programming, right? That's organizing exercises, mm-hmm. right? Well, really, just you know, when you say that about the training you know, it makes me also think that a lot of females, you know, I hear this in applications as well as, you know, I, I go to the gym to oh, that's it. Yeah. Re- relieve some stress and, and, and blow off steam and, and, and quote unquote, check out. I made that mistake. And when really it is, I got to check in, you know, I learned with you really quickly when I started to train upper body that it took a lot of, you know, focus that I wasn't putting into my exercising, you know, and that's why it was just exercise. You know, I wasn't yeah. like, like you said, training. That brings me back to it. So one is what you're doing. You're not going in and say, Hey, what do you want to work out today? What do you want to train today? Or should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do a little bit extra workout here, a bit extra sets there? That's just random working out muscle growth, just like fat loss. It's science. It's physiology. It's a, it's your body in action. So it's well studied. There's, there's no real guesswork. We know what is responsible for building muscle. So therefore, it makes sense to do those things and get better at the skill of doing those things so that you get more out of the time that you're putting into the gym. Do this anyway. Right. That just makes sense. Right. So you then are doing things in the gym when you understand that you're training for an outcome. You're not there for the daily stress relief workout and the lifestyle thing. Several months down the road, I want to be more developed. I want to have more muscle. Right. I want to look more like a workout. Right. However, I define that. Well, I need to train for that. I need to get better at what I'm doing and improve and have my body adapt in that way, right? So therefore, the programming changes what you're doing in the gym. But it also changes how you approach the gym, like you said, right? right? You, you, you are there to work hard and all this kind of stuff, but you're training. It's like trying to get better at hitting a tennis ball and hitting forehand. <laughs> you want to get better at hitting a tennis ball. You want to get better at the ability to recruit these muscles because the driver of muscle growth is tension tension on those target muscles, not just load, it's tension. So if you get better at just the skill of using your body against resistance through practice because of focus, because of a focus and purpose behind your training now, you're in there, you're down there, you've got a program, you just work in the program, you're, you're training. It's a different right. mindset that you approach that hour to. And it is more stress relieving as well than just working out because it's focus. Yes. You have to yes. focus. And like you said, that's more a different type of tiring. Yes. All right. So once someone established that, they're like, okay, well, I, I'm, 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 I'm trained. What are some other mistakes people are making? Because, you know, like you said, it's not just, just that alone. 
I would say people that change the workouts all the time, you know, oh, they, I was uh, guilty. this falls under the category of training versus working out as well. If you're not on a program. If you've got to do something different next week, you did something one time and changed it two times, even month people that change what they're doing at dedicated four week intervals based on the calendar. So you do something four times and change it. You don't even really know the program yet. The first few weeks, you're just trying, you got to check the paper or check your phone or whatever. You have, you don't, you're, you're still learning what to do, right? And then the person winds up changing what they're doing just as they're finding the groove, right? If you look exactly. at how an athlete, if you look at how an athlete approach thing uh, or just how physiology is, your muscles need repetition. You need to progress through something, right? People that right. are changing things of exercise ADD, they're there to be entertained. Well, I'm bored. I need to do something different and shock the muscles or, or I mean, that's just, that's just not a thing, but you know, that, that's, that's a justification for boredom, right? Well, and, 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 and sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. You know, an yeah. athlete is not going to complain about boredom. I go back to the tennis example. How many times did I go to tennis lessons that every single week, it's the same drills, it's the same routines. So and then you get better you know, at it. Exactly. So train, changing your mindset that, you know, boredom shouldn't be the factor there. And that instead, there's so many little things that you should be, quote unquote, practicing to master those things. Exactly. And it's really a lack of just understanding. So from an educational standpoint of what's responsible for building muscle, it's supplying more tension, mechanical tension, more tension to your muscles over time, progressive tension overload. It's not throwing a bunch of variety and pump at it. That's going to happen. That's right. that's secondary to 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 the primary requirements for muscle growth is that you need to be stronger six months from now than you are right now. If you're not, you're not going to be any more developed, really, no matter how good or hard you train. So you have to you have to basically have foundational movements that you're really trying to work over time. People that are changing their training over time can never really you can't really train because you can't even like you're not even really logging anything. You can't even use a logbook in that context because, well, I'm changing the workout after. What am I logging? What are you comparing it to? The purpose of a logbook is to have something to compete against. Yes. That, that has you pushing towards making more progress. But if you're changing what you're doing after a couple of weeks, what are you chasing? Right. You, whereas if you have consistency and then repetition, those muscles get repetition and they get exposed to more tension through that exercise. And so you can't progress anymore. Well, that's positive. That's that's a muscle that's been exposed to more tension doing the same thing. That's an adaptation. It has to respond favorably in terms of what we're wanting. That's just that just makes sense. Right? Exactly. So right. you do you do want to have extended time doing the same thing. It's a training program. It's not a series of exercises. You know, Scott Abel said, had said before, a good workout is not a random collection of exercises, and a good program is not a random collection of workouts. There's a design, right. there's a purpose, there's an intention and an outcome that's expected if you do well on the execution side of things. And I think that's important because a lot of people will be like, well, I follow Joe Blow over here, who is a trainer. And he's a, he, he, in fact, he's a, he's a pro bodybuilder and he, he posted up his workout for the day. And I took that, isn't that effective? But like you just said, what Scott mentioned is you can't just take pieces of other people's programs and think that then it's going to be effective because it's not chasing this outcome that you're looking for as a whole, like the whole program. What we, what we do in the school of training is, you know, you've even had emphasis over this last year where, you know, it's got to end purpose. 
you know, there is an end purpose there for you to chase, right? Yeah, like the last one had like even, the you know, it was an upper lower split, but it had a back emphasis. So there was extra work there. Therefore, we have an extra expectation on that area. Yes, right? yes. So, I mean, and, and so it's not random. It's not directionless. It's, it, there's a point. I mean, it's not going to happen by accident just because you show up. Yes. So what about another one? What's another one here people make the mistake with? Um, I would say too much junk volume. So this <laughs> oh, is my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my fault. Too much junk volume and, and connected to that, not, a, not enough effect reps. So what's junk volume? Junk volume is all the stuff you don't need to do that you are doing that doesn't contribute whatsoever to your progress. So this is usually the non-hard set, you know, the the pump stuff, you know, just the extra. This is junk volume, you know, it's it's again, it's already by design, been designed by a designer. Right? right? So you're questioning the, the designer if you're going and adding junk volume to a training program. You just wouldn't do that. So too much junk volume. You need to have enough reps that are effective enough at triggering an adaptation, triggering muscle growth, triggering strength development. These are near failure or failure reps. So junk volume sets aren't going to be taken failure. They're not hard sets. That's why they're junk volume reps, right? Volume is 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 a trigger for muscle growth up to a point, and then it's too much volume. Then you can't recover from it. So it's a stimulus. It's just a stimulus of the trigger for muscle growth, right? It's actually the mechanical right. tension, that load that you're doing. So not enough effective rep is not enough hard, hard set where you're taking working sets to failure. Or I've, I've typically said, shoot for one rep short of failure, one right. rep in the tank, because some of those sets will wind up at failure anyway. And some of them maybe will be two reps short, and then you can just auto-regulate and adjust on the next set. You know, if you have okay. sets where you got, you know, like four reps in the tank, that's just a junk volume set unless it's a warm up. Gotcha. Okay. Good one to know since that one was one. I mean, when I hired you 13 years ago, I can't believe it's been that long, but oh yeah. When I got my program, I'm like, where's the rest of it? Because I had had a coach before that, that one, I was totally separate, but you know, in a deficit with probably 13 to 15 exercises. So in my head, I felt like I was getting a great quote unquote, you know, workout. And then when I hired you, I think my first program was very minimal because I probably was like overtraining for so long that I, I, I seriously, I questioned it. I was like, where is the rest of my workout here? There's only five exercises here, which now That's I'm very thankful for. That's a whole podcast for. topic in its own on, on the trust aspect of that start and coaching yes. and execution. But yes, for sure. Definitely something I've seen over the years is, you know, I, I laugh that I will get to the gym after I'll someone already there and they they're far into their workout and I'm still leaving before them because they're there for two hours right yeah yeah junk volume you don't recover All right. what's you, you another just, one um well you brought up caloric a deficit with this former coach so that's actually a non-training one is you're not eating enough you've been too long in a deficit and I would say this is a big one for most females even if even a female who's you know not in shape and she's well how could it be in a deficit if I've got this body fat to lose it's just the inconsistency in the eating pattern, right? Generally speaking, mm-hmm. you're probably under eating. There's metabolic adaptation. So your caloric requirements to maintain body weight go down. Whenever you're not having that low day, 
and you're eating a normal amount of food or going out or eating more calorically dense amounts of food, it's easier to gain body fat, repeat, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So that person is generally speaking, most people, females, uh, are usually in the fat loss phase. Whereas, you know, guys right. will, will juggle between, hey, I'm, I'm building, I can take the fat gain more likely, so on and so forth. So you're in a deficit. There are times, of course, in a deficit, you can build muscle, but not optimally. You know, if you're brand new, you will be able to build muscle in a deficit. If you're a beginner, everybody does, everybody can do that. If you're coming right. back from being on a, on a layoff, so you're detrained, you're just rebuilding previously built muscle. If you're using steroids, you can do it as well. Obviously, that changes the equation a little bit. Uh, if you have really high body fat degree, possible. And then if you're new to training properly, if you're new to effective training, right? Which, which is probably why we've had fantastic transformations within yeah. this school without us being in charge of, say, their nutrition, because this is just a training group and seeing the progress they make because they've just not been training effectively. They've not had, like you said, the right volume. And they're finally learning to train, you know, correctly that they now finally see some, what we call like the newbie gains, right? Exactly. It's actually like a beginner because they're a beginner right. to what's really effective. Right. So they get beginner type progress again, you know, and they're, they're just, their muscles are stimulated in a new way that they haven't been before properly. Right. Yes. Past just, yes. Hey, this is just random exposure. Now this targeted exposure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's the fifth, you know, potential area where some can someone can build muscle in a deficit, but right. it's not going to be optimized. If you think your body's trying to, when you're trying to lose body fat, eating in a deficit, your body's trying to not that in a deficit. We all know what that's like. So maintenance calories tends to reduce. It doesn't make sense that your body's going to add a whole slew of metabolically active muscle tissue and have to work to build that and maintain it when it's right. already on an energy shortage and trying to yes. maintain equilibrium when you're trying to coax it into losing fat. It's not going to happen right. in an optimal way. It will to a degree because it, your body has to adapt to those demands placed on it until it adapts, right? Right. So right. too much time in a deficit is going to be a reason. So raising calories will, raising calories for someone who's been in a deficit for quite some time is going to be awesome because one, sometimes it can trigger fat loss on the way up to, to a certain point. You'll have better workouts. You'll get better pumps. Your appetite will re-regulate. You'll have more recovery. You'll build muscle, get stronger, and you will then set yourself up for a better fat loss cycle on the other side because of all the metabolic restoration you go through from eating more food and spending less calories. Well, that's what you'd said to me. I mean, when I hired you, you know, I, I filled out a questionnaire and I'd been dieting 10 years. Now, had I been at accidental maintenance at times, of course, but it wasn't until, you know, you, you said, listen, you got to take a dieting break. And I'm like, what? I'm not ready for this. But you're like, listen, this is going to set you up for future fat loss. You need to see this as just as important because if you, instead of still continuing to try to chase these few pounds that you're barely squeaking by to get, why not take the dieting break and then get back into a deficit? And it was, you know, a hundred times better that second time. All right. What's another one? I used to say, you know, there, there, there's no such thing as a magic exercise. Programming is everything. And I do, I still believe that programming is everything. You know, you can have the best exercises, but poorly programmed execution of them. You're still in the same boat. Right. But I will say that having, you know, 
re-entered some a, a learning space myself with biomechanics and functional anatomy and whatnot, there are, there simply are better exercises than there for certain muscle group with the specific goal of development. I'm not talking right. strength. I'm talking specifically muscle growth. So, um, you know, a barbell, for example, is going to be a lot less suitable for most most muscle building exercises than using dumbbells and cables, right? Because if we understand that there's tension is the main goal uh, on a, uh, in terms of the ability to progress that tension over time, so, which basically means just get stronger with good form and add time to that. Do it a lot of times and add time to that. You'll make gains, right? Right. Then, then there are certain exercises that are just going to be more conducive to doing that specific thing than others. And there's, and there's a lot and it makes a big difference. You know, we've programmed specifically these types of movements in the school of training programs. Uh, one, uh, because they're good teaching tools, you you can uh, help somebody learn their body better just because they get exposure and experience to, oh, oh, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Yes, uh, yes. Light bulb, deer in the headlights type of experience. Like we used to get at the training conferences, people are like, oh, I get it now. And then you grew right. a new pattern. Now you habitually just try to chase that right away. Right. Right. So you know, that's one of the, what's one of the things in, in, in the, these training programs in the group is that it's all optimally chosen movement, all the most right. efficient movement to be able to apply tension in the exact way we're trying to do, because that's really what it is. It's being tension focused and not rep focused. Certain exercises are not going to lend themselves well to being tension focused. You're not going to do Olympic lift and create right. tension in your muscles. You're not going to do CrossFit and create tension in your muscles. Right. Right. You bench press for chest is not going to be the same thing as doing bench uh, dumbbell press. Most people know that. Right. Because you're stuck in a, in a fixed plane, you know, mm. uh, so on and so forth. So and we've we've learned all these different exercises that you can do with cables for shoulders, a whole bunch of different ones. Right. Where you're thinking tension, 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 um, right. so on and so forth. So I think a lot of times people waste time doing redundant exercises, couple this with the junk volume type of issue. And you're doing a lot of exercises that are probably not conducive to what um, specific goal building muscle. Very good. Very good. How about another one? You got another one for me? Connected to the tension versus rep focus, which what this means before I answer this last one is if you have 10 reps to do, you'll get the 10 reps no matter what. Like your forms, it's okay. Oops, I miss, I miss selected this way a little bit. This is a heavy one. You know, I'm on rep seven and I'm in trouble or, you know, and I got to get 12 and you loosen up, right? And right, the form loosens right. up. You're still getting the rep. The tension's all over the place. It's no longer on the target muscle. The bar is moving. Those dumbbells are moving, whatever that machine's doing its thing. But you're no longer concentrating on creating tension in a specific muscle. You're just right. moving the weight. That's being well, rep that's focused. I think looking at like a power lifter, for example, I love this example. When you came to visit me in Virginia Beach, we saw this little guy sitting down on the, he was benching. And, you know, this is, I, know know, I, nick, yeah. I, I nicknamed you Pectacular uh, because mm -hmm. you had pecs bigger than my boob, you know, like they were, you always get <laughs> good connection. But we look over at this guy and, and you noted to me, you said, I'm going to be impressed if he can do this because he had three plates on each side yep. and didn't even look like he was developed, like at no. all, right? If we would have seen him in Walmart, 
I would never even think he trained. But what he ended up doing was he did. He took the bar from point A to point B and, and he got the rep. And you, you know, you turned to me that day and I remember you said, okay, great. I mean, kudos to him that he just benched, you know, three plates each side. But Amy, what are you chasing? Are you chasing to be strong like that and be able to tell everybody that you can bench three plates? Or are you looking to be the person that someone thinks that you train? And I mean, you knew my goal because my ultimate goal always has been, I just want the compliment that I look like an athlete or that I look like I work out. That's it. I, I don't care. I don't, because I one, I don't wear a sign on my face that says I squat 175 or, or I bench plates. Nope sees that. And instead, you know, what was hilarious was that you, you laid down on the bench next to him and you benched a plate, you were warming up, you know, but benching a plate on each side, but you got up, if you were to stand next to each other. No one would have thought training and everyone would have thought you were training. And, you know, you said to me, you're like, Hey, I mean, what are you chasing here? And you were focused more on the tension. I've always said, you know, I'd rather look strong, which means, you know, I mean, of course you'd rather be, I'd like to be strong too, but my primary goal was, was to have the muscle to build the muscle. You know, I don't need to be able to do a certain amount of weight for two or three reps. It really doesn't serve any purpose to me. Exactly. That's that's no point. And I don't look that, I don't, I, I am not that strong actually in the gym, but I have trained under you for so many years now that my tension is just impeccable that I kind of get a kick out of the fact that maybe I'm only using 10 pounds on laterals, but my shoulders are, are big and developed, right. Versus the person that's like literally just Jimmy, like they're just jacking up those weights, you know, just to get it from point A to point B for the sake of doing it. And they don't get the development. No, they don't actually. Those are the people who you typically see who don't who aren't training for life. They give up after a while because they realize that they they're not making progress anymore. Um, well, and no wonder why. You know, their method is you're doing something similar to what builds muscle, but you're not doing what builds muscle. You're doing a similar right. activity. You're playing with the same right. toys, but you're yes. doing it wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. You know, just to finish my comparison, being tension focused is really focusing on the purpose of the set, which is to create tension in the muscle. So it's what you're directing your attention to. I'm not directing my attention to 12 reps. I'm directing to my attention. That's my target, but I'm really focusing on tension. So if I'm doing lat pull downs, for example, and I am not going to hit my 12 reps, maybe I'm going to just shorten my range of motion and stay tight and stay in my active range of motion, which is lessening but I'm still extending the set with a shorter range of motion and still maintaining focus on tension. And there I'm counting those partial reps because it's not about being, I'm not here for the reps. I'm here for the, from here for the tension. Right. So that turns into this one, which is you're not doing the movement as well as you could be. And this is a big one. This is the hugest one. I think, you know, in terms of it's a, well, it's the hugest one because it's the smallest one. And the tiniest things are the big thing. So in all the conferences we did over the years, the in-person gym ones, you know, mm-hmm. I always, uh, I always oversaw upper body and it was, it was probably five times that, that I didn't uh, have the opportunity to do something for somebody's rowing technique that didn't have an, a noticeable improvement for that person. Right. So Backwards, you could be having, the, yeah. and, and these were clients that had you know, programming from us. I mean, this is like something for you. Yeah. You're listening to this right now going, well, I have a program that's effective, but 
I learned this when I finally got to be one-on-one with you when I moved to Canada was, hey, I'd already been training with you for several years in terms of like, I had programming from LBC, you know, I was following an effective program. I mean, I'm doing the nutrition, right? Like I've got all boxes that I'm checking off, but it was like the little tweak and the nuances that this, the whole reason we started this really, when you think about it was to show and talk about these things throughout it. So you know, if you are thinking like, hey, I might want to be signing up for something like this, just know that, well, yes, you are going to get a program. That's just part of the- That's what you apply your learning to. And the outcome, right. you know, you, you, you apply the learning, you're going to watch, uh, you're going to watch demo explanation of, of how to do a movement better, small things, and then you're going to go and be able to do it right away in your own training. You have a learn by watching, learn by kind of brain. And then learn by experience when you go and do it, you connect it to, and there's your aha. That was the great thing about the training conferences was because people could go home the next day and apply what they learned right away to their training because it was experienced learning. It wasn't intellectual learning. They, they, they got it themselves they're, they're, they, through sensation, through the experience of training themselves, right? So this, this, this sixth one, you're not doing the movements as well as you can be is a big one because it is about tension. And it's so most people, again, look around the gym. The evidence is in the fact that the average person who goes in there to lift weight with the goal of getting some results from lifting weight is not getting results from lifting weight. They don't look exactly. like they work out, right? They just, they don't, right? Any semblance of what that word might, might actually mean. So, and, and when you think of the word training, it is implied that it's a skill and you're trying to get better at it and better 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 and the better you get at doing these exercises in a way that creates the right tension in the right spot you can bias certain areas of a muscle you can bias an area of your pec you can bias an area of your of your back right how good you can get at this mind muscle connection and therefore you get more out of the time that you're putting into the gym anyway i mean exactly you take the person, you take the person who's already committed to the lifestyle workouter exerciser mindset that they go to the gym five times a week so they don't have a problem with that part going anyway and then you take that commitment to the to the journey anyway and you apply that commitment something that actually works really well yep then that person is going to get way more results from the time that they're putting into the gym anyway because yeah. they're getting better i mean when you go and you take tennis lessons or you go and you do whatever it is with the intent to improve on yeah. that skill. And when you're playing tennis, the results from the improved tennis strokes is better gameplay. Well, the results when you learn how to train your muscles better because you understand how to create tension on movement for your own pathway, you got to learn your own body. Someone, somebody's, somebody's best biomechanical path for an incline dumbbell press is going to be slightly different from person to person based on biomechanics. So yes. when you learn, when you learn what you're supposed to be looking for, and you learn this. Hey, tuck your elbows, you know, above the eyes for presses flies, you know, do this, drive to your hip. You know, these small, subtle cues direct you to find the right thing. It's not just about pulling the weight or pushing the weight from A to B. It's about creating tension in a contraction, tension in a stretch, tension throughout the mid range and repeating that with focus and that and getting better in that and better in that and better at that allows you to get more out of the activity that you're giving your your time to anyway. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. All so right. Well, well, 
I think this is good for anybody that is, you know, uh, sitting here one, just wondering why they're not seeing the changes that they want to see in the gym. I mean, I'm a big believer, you know, this with my daily agreement cards, anyone that listens here, everyone should have some sort of, you know, activity agreement and we should be training. I mean, like you said, there is so many other benefits of it, but how many of us really just want this to go for nothing? I don't want it to be for exercising. I really do want to see myself get, you know, in effect and get results from, from what I'm doing. And, and that's only going to come through, you know, doing all these things that we just talked about. And, um, you know, we, we offer it in a very cost-effective way. I, I think this is the, the best thing that we really have built in the last, you know, year was creating this. And, and, you know, it came first from the, you know, COVID and everybody being on a lockdown and then, you know, add to that our conferences over all the years, we started to realize that, wow, we can even have the best programming and still need these little nuances and, and teaching tools. And, and this is why in our group, you know, the way that it works is it is 12 weeks long, although we don't believe in like the timeline of, okay, exactly this amount of time you should be doing it. But what's great about it is, you also teach throughout the 12 weeks, you take every exercise and you do a more in-depth video on what you should be feeling, what it should look like. And this is, and we should, go ahead. Yeah, this is, this is the key part because it isn't just the training program, it's the education. And you actually are a great example because from somebody who's worked hard and knows how to work hard and was familiar with the gym and could, could execute a program on her own and then got better at the skill of training. Yes. But more specifically, not just in the mindset of training and having the training focused training mindset, but those nuances that have allowed you to learn how to connect certain body parts. So, for example, back was one back. Yes. Say lats are a muscle you would struggle to grow. Right. It's not one of your genetically blessed muscles. But through through learning how to find the right connection, you now get good pumps and good connection to that area. And therefore it grows shoulders. Yes. You learned, yes. you learned, find the tension, search for it. You learned that muscle. Peck, you learned that muscle. What muscles yes. have you had a hard time learning? Arms, glute, right? Yeah. What muscles yeah. are what muscles are not as responsive for you? Arm, glute. This is a learned skill that you get better at. And these small things are the learn by experience teaching tools that you go into the, the gym and you practice until you get your own aha moment. And then once you have that, you know what, okay, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Chase exactly. that, chase that, groove that, groove that, groove that, groove that, right? And then yes. that muscle starts to respond better because you've yes. gotten better at it. Exactly. So if you're listening to this in lifetime, one, you're going to be able to sign up this week to join us for our June program. Um, like I said, we only release it four times a year. You can't come in halfway through it because we really do believe in seeing it through. through yeah you got to progress through it i mean I, I i laugh at the fact that i used to change my programming every month because now i honestly i'm not in my groove until about week four because those first mm -hmm. couple weeks i'm just adjusting the machines like i love going to the gym with you when i see you like make all the adjustments to machines and then i watch someone else come in and they literally just sit down wherever the machine was adjusted to and just do their exercise right where you really teach a lot of that so one, you know, it can join us now. Two, it's really, really cost effective. If you've been someone that's been going to the gym, stop wasting your time, um, you know, not getting the, the results. So 
for under 170 bucks, you know, let's say for the entire time, you can pay it monthly or you can pay it the whole thing at once. You're going to get an effective program that is geared for an outcome. There is an objective here yeah, for you. Key. Sets, yes. reps, loading parameters, volume, you know, rest intervals, everything. There's no guesswork on the training program. You know, that's obviously what what we're all working on and as a group and as a community. You know, um, it's built out as a commercial gym program um, because gyms are re have reopened in a lot of areas, but a lot of people still train at home. And therefore, yes. we, we build out the commercial gym program with the availability and option for me to give the appropriate at-home substitution based on having, you know, the minimal equipment, which is going to be sufficiently for you, heavy dumbbells adjustable bench and bands if you have that you can get away with it and i'll be able to give you a substitution for everything yes yes and you know um the the thing that we didn't talk about that we did see last year as another x factor in doing this as a as a group is you work harder when you are doing it yeah. there's there's the power of social support and we have a little contest that we do and just even having that makes us you know, if you've already been going for many years to the gym, it can feel stale. It can feel like, you know, you've been doing the grind. So coming into a new group and having that excitement of, man, someone else posts up their PR. I'm like, gosh, dang it. I see possibility. You know, I remember seeing Eileen years ago, you know, she was deadlifting. I think three plates is what she did a sumo deadlift. What it did for my brain is the power of this is possible for me. Right. So that also helps. And there is the power of that group in that way. We do it on Facebook. You know, you don't have, I mean, there are people that if you're not on Facebook, I mean, I will say you're missing out on seeing some of those things. We do have a forum that is completely private as well, but you do want to be involved at least, you know, to see all the education that comes with it. It is the education because again, this, this one about doing movements better, take for example, a common movement, like a hip thrust that there is very popular now. Right. Yes. Um, you know, can make this movement a much more glute focused tension based movement by just making some subtle changes like we teach, you know, cut the movement down in half, we do the top end range of motion, we abduct the feet by 15 degrees, we point the toes out, we only descend down until the, the shin start to, to translate back towards you, then we go back up into the contraction, that makes it an entirely different movement, yes. an entirely different yes. movement. So those small, those, those teaching cues that are done for every exercise is, is the main part of the education. So you get taught that and then you go do it and then you yes. say, okay, that's, that's, that's the right way. I was doing it this way. This is so much better. Now imagine if I apply my consistent intensity to this, doing it the right way. And now I practice it getting better and train this and train this and train this. You get more results for the time you're giving to the gym anyway. Exactly. Well, I thank you for coming on today. I really love that, you know, if anything, people are going to walk away questioning what they're doing, you know, check off the boxes. If there's some things that they already know they can improve, you know, maybe they're working with a coach and these are things that they need to work on or even better, yeah, come join awesome. us. Yes. Come, come, come join us for this one. I know that I've been promised <laughs> that I'm going to get glutes this year. So this is my focus. Um, and by way of you. Um, I know that it will happen. So thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Okay, I'm on a mission. 
As you know, if you've been following along, I have a goal to be a top 100 podcast. And it's less about that top 100 and more about, I want to make an impact. I want more people to hear effort and, and learn from all the mistakes that I've made, along with me bringing on really special guests for you. So my ask here is this. I want you to screenshot this episode today and share it on your social media. Share it with a friend, you know, tag me in it, you know, go give me a review, of course, if you're really feeling it and rate me, you know, I, this is the only way things are going to get seen here. And in a big world of tons and tons of podcasts, I'm hoping that you're going to choose mine and help me on my mission. 